Hello, friends, and welcome to the Carolyn Whitaco Art Podcast, where we talk all things art, business, intuition, travel, art shows, and all kinds of other things. Today, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of going to art school. But first, our life update. My life is absolutely bonkers right now. (laughs) I'm getting married on August 14th, so the recording of this episode is on the 7th. So it's a week away from me getting married. It's our 10 year anniversary. So I'm really excited. And I know that this date is actually a Monday, but I just really felt sentimental about doing it on our 10 year anniversary because it's a whole decade of being with the love of my life. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a tiny dinner with our immediate families, just sign the paperwork right there at dinner and celebrate at the bar. It's honestly perfect for us. I cannot believe it's been a whole decade, so it's just time to make it official, and I'm very, very excited. We also just had our offer accepted on a beautiful house. It's literally got its own pond in the back, a balcony, a wood-burning stove, it's on an acre, the next-door neighbor had chickens outside, which is a huge plus for me because maybe I can buy fresh eggs from them. (laughs) So it's just honestly, I could talk about this house forever and maybe I'll do like a bigger life update on it once we actually start moving in because truly I only have seen it during the tour that we did before we bought the house. So now we have to do like the inspection and everything. So it still potentially could fall through, but I think it's set in stone. This is like an amazing house. It's an hour away from my hometown, so that's gonna be a little bit of a change. I'm gonna move into my rural cottage core era with this house instead of living in the city, which I've been living in basically my whole life. So very, very excited, lots of stuff going on. I'm sure I will have to move in and do a bunch more with that later. Thankfully, my hubby is handling most of the house buying process, which is a huge relief for me because It's also um, almost Renaissance Festival time. So moving day is gonna be next month during the thick of the Renaissance Festival, which is chaotic as fuck, honestly, but it's all good. (laughs) The Ren Fest starts in two weeks and I am incredibly nervous. So I've been storing everything in my parents' spare nooks and crannies at their house because obviously there's no space in the RV and I feel incredibly disorganized. Like. I just feel like I don't have space to put anything, so I'm cramming everything in the smallest space possible, which means it's not the most, like, organization is not the priority. Um, I just feel mentally frazzled, but honestly, I'm kind of an over-preparer because I get nervous and then I just do way too fucking much. So I know that it's going to be a hit. I know I'm going to be well-prepared because I have this level of nervousness about it because it's just a big thing. Like, it's not just another art show. It's like, It's a whole other thing. I'm glad we're doing a small wedding too because I could not imagine planning a wedding and this new festival tapestry adventure at the same time. I probably would lose my mind. (laughs) It just, I feel like the Renaissance Festival, the beginning of it anyways, has been equal to planning a wedding because there's just so much that goes into it that you don't realize until you have to plan for that kind of thing. And I know a wedding is the same, so I'm really glad we're not doing a big wedding um, this year, especially because I just have so much going on. I'm sure it's all going to work out. I'm sure it's going to be great. This summer, honestly, it has been a huge summer of change, and 
yeah honestly it's a fucking level up so wish me luck on the man of my dreams the house of my dreams and the gig of my dreams holy shit this is the best summer ever (laughs) so if you are wondering how to upgrade your life a bit and maybe you're considering art school this episode is for you so this is something that we have not talked about on the podcast and i really don't talk about a lot in general even though people do ask me about it, because I personally did not go to art school. So we all need an upgrade now and again. Obviously, 2023 is upgrade central for us at A Cup of Cloudy. But what about you? Should you use art school as your upgrade? Or what are you thinking? I don't know. So if you're considering it, let's talk about it. Let's get into this main topic of the day. Should you go to art school? Do you need to go to art school? What are the pros and cons of going to a college or university that focuses on applied visual arts? So the short answer is you don't need to go to one. I didn't go to one. My two biggest role models right now that I look up to, which they do change all the time, so I'm not gonna name them. One of them did go to art school and one of them did not go to art school. So it's really not necessary. You can do it if you feel like that's what you want to do. But you just don't, you don't have to do that. And I'm not even saying that as like this day and age, like the internet age, like even if you don't rely on the internet, I don't know if y'all have checked my social media lately. I'm not social media famous. So you don't need to rely on like TikTok sales either. You just don't need art school in general. And you never did. Like, even way before the internet age is what I'm saying. But it does help. So we're going to talk about the benefits and the downfalls of going to art school right now. So benefit number one, it does force you to practice. I don't know about you guys, but when I have a deadline or I have a grade resting upon my actions, I will get shit done. I will practice the artwork. I will finish the assignment because I know that there is a teacher or a professor who's expecting me to turn that in. Also, when you're paying for art school or you're paying for college in general, the pressure is on because you know you don't want to waste your money. Going to a professional school or a college or university will force you to practice. It will give you that really necessary financial and social pressure to get your artwork done. And because of this, you do learn faster. Practice is an unavoidable way to get better at the craft of any art making. You cannot improve without practice. And not only that, but art school will encourage you to practice things that you might otherwise never have practiced. So I know that like any college, there are prerequisites that everyone has to take and then you start specializing and you can kind of take electives and dabble in different things. So maybe you'll take graphic design when you would have otherwise never done that. Maybe you'll take a ceramics class. Maybe, I'm pretty sure they all force you to do some sort of figure drawing or illustration or like basics, because that's like considered basic art. But then there are more advanced illustration classes as well. You would maybe practice things that you wouldn't have otherwise, and maybe you'll fall in love with it, you never know. But either way, you will practice your craft and you will get better at it just for the sake of being forced to practice. Okay, so let's talk about my college experience for a second, just so you can kind of get where I'm coming from. So I'll talk more on this in a second, but I went to U of M Dearborn, 
I did not go to an art school. So my degree, I do have a degree. I have a Bachelor of Arts degree technically, but it's in English. So I studied English literature and I went there because I didn't feel like I could go to art school because it's very expensive, which we're going to talk about this when we get to the downfalls of art school is that it's expensive. Everybody knows that. So I didn't go because it was too expensive. So I went to this other school and I actually went to a school that did not offer art, applied arts as a major at all. You couldn't even minor in it. It was not available, but they did have electives in applied arts. So I did actually take one because I had a free elective and obviously I was obsessed with art and Loki was wishing that that was going to be my career. But at the time I just did not believe that it was possible. So anyways, that's a story for another day. But I did end up taking a watercolor class. I wanted to take the acrylics class because at the time that's what I was painting with, but they only had watercolor open. Basically they had acrylics, drawing, and watercolor. Those were the only applied art classes that they even had. <laughs> so acrylics was full, so I was like, whatever, I'll take watercolor. And I did. I tested this class out and I would have never tried watercolors otherwise, straight up. I just would not have done it. I was not interested in changing my medium. I was not interested in doing that. I honestly was just so desperate to make some sort of art in my day-to-day -day life that I knew if I made it a college class, I would prioritize it because I did highly prioritize my studies. And I really was, I was like a GPA girl. You know what I'm saying? Like I graduated with the distinctive honors or whatever it's called because I was really like gung-ho, A-plus, teacher's pet type of vibe. So I was like, if I make this a class, I will prioritize it in my life and then I will just enjoy my life more because I was suffering a little bit by partying, working, and doing my studies only. That's all I did. I took this class and it really opened my eyes to watercolor and after that I actually started to switch over to watercolor for good and I still paint with watercolor to this day. So the point of this little off branch is that if you do go to art school you will most likely take electives or classes that you otherwise would not have taken and it might totally change your whole direction because I know for me that happened and I didn't even fucking go to an art school. I went to a regular school that did not offer that. So I can't imagine what medium I might be using if I had more options or what things I may have tried. It really could have changed things for me and it could change things for you as well. So if you are looking to explore if you want to practice a lot, and especially if you don't know what your medium is, you don't know what you're really in love with, art school might really help you because it will allow you to experiment to some degree. All right, so benefit number two. Benefit number two is you will stay up to date on relevant technology. Things like artificial intelligence, NFT artwork, Adobe Illustrator, and probably tools I've never been exposed to are heavily discussed, used, and practiced with in art school settings. You're made aware of the uses and problematic nature of these tools because your classmates are discussing them, your professors discussing them. You may or may not be allowed to use certain tools in certain classes. Like for instance, if it's a drawing class, they probably don't let you use AI. They probably don't even let you use Photoshop or anything or an online drawing tool. You probably have to use like you know, charcoal and just the charcoal paper. 
because if you're practicing charcoal drawing, why would you do the shortcut and do anything else? So you will be exposed to these different tools and you will be discussing them in your class. You will see where they're problematic. You will see where they're beneficial. And you will also get exposure to simple tools that change the game that professors teach you so you don't have to discover them randomly in the real world or through frustration. So if there's a new technology that comes out, you will hear about it. People, your classmates will be talking about it. Your professors will be talking about it. You're going to be in the loop as far as technology goes. I know that I personally can get stuck in my ways. I use Adobe Photoshop. I use, like, I'm very, once I find a tool that I like, I'm just going to get that. Like, sometimes I'm the type that if I find a meal at the restaurant that I like, I'm just going to order the same thing every time, you know? So if you're in art school, it may break you of that and you may experiment with these other technologies as well that you may find you love as well as other mediums that are not technologically relevant. Another good point with the technology bit is really not even tech in the sense of like electronics, which when we say tech nowadays, we think electronics, but even just like little tricks and tools of the trade that you may be unaware of because you haven't been around the block basically. So your professors are gonna teach you some things that might change the game for you, even if they're super simple, super basic, and require very little tools or technology. This is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a huge shortcut because there's a lot of things that I was unaware of, like little tips and tricks of the trade that I had to figure out through frustration or through like randomly experiencing them in real life. And honestly, that's a fucking bummer because there's so much time (laughs) I spent struggling with certain things that if I would have just been aware of this little shortcut, this little tool, this little trick, they could have saved me a lot of frustration. So for one instance of this, literally just one, because there are many, I remember one summer I was working with Summer in the City, which is a mural organization in Detroit. It was 2016, so it was quite a while ago. I had the summer off and I spent the whole time volunteering with Summer in the City. So 2016 was the summer after I graduated from college and I kind of had the summer off because I had accepted a job and it didn't start for like two months or something like that. So it's kind of, I was kind of just like hanging out, partying, volunteering, doing whatever during this summer. And so really I spent most of the summer volunteering with Summer in the City. We painted a bunch of murals all over downtown, all over the outskirts, and they're still up today, which is really cool to drive by and see them. Honestly, it makes me very proud. So anyways, long story short, we were sketching the outlines in wax crayon, and I was struggling to make a large circle. So basically, we would sketch out these murals, and then later it would be a group activity with other volunteers and kids and schools who would come and help us paint the mural. So I, since I had basically all the time in the world, I hung out with the main organizers and I would help them sketch the murals before everybody else showed up. So we were sketching these outlines in yellow wax crayon and I was really struggling to make this circle. It was large. It was like almost as big as my arms. And I just kept drawing and stepping back and fixing it and stepping back and looking at it. These were supposed to be guidelines for other volunteers to paint inside the lines. (laughs) And you really can't erase wax crayon. So I was completely fucking up the lines and I knew I was going to be making it harder for someone else along the way. And I was just struggling. (laughs) And the lead mural designer showed me this trick. 
So simple. All you do is you tie a string to the crayon, hold the other end of the string that's not tied to the crayon in a center point, right? And then you let the string restrain the crayon in a circle as you stretch it right and move it around the circumference. So however long your string is, is how big your circle is going to be, basically. I have used this trick a million times since then. I've used it with pen and paper. I've used, like, I cannot believe that I didn't know this simple trick. It's so, it seems kind of obvious, but it wasn't something that I had ever been exposed to. And I really hadn't gotten to the point of frustration where I needed to use it. Because I, before this summer, really hadn't been doing large scale murals. And it's kind of easy to draw a circle the smaller it is. You know what I'm saying? So the bigger the circle, it's kind of harder to draw it. So I had never run into this solution before. And just because she had been more experienced than me and she had been around the block, basically, of painting all these large scale murals, she was able to show me that trick and it it just sped everything up for me. It just changed everything for me. So if you go to art school, you will experience these things and these professors will pass this on to you because you're literally paying for them to do that, right? You're paying them and they're showing you their knowledge. Instead of having to be frustrated or randomly come across it or have someone take pity on you <laughs> and show you, you know, how to draw a circle, they will just show you that these tools are available for you to use. And they go a long way. These technologies, tools, and little hacks go a long, long way. They will save you hours and hours of time. So I would not underestimate the value of just being exposed to technology, being exposed to tools, being exposed to these little tips and tricks. The next benefit of art school is an obvious one I think that people talk about. It's one that you really will benefit from no matter what your major is, what your college is, what you want to do, and that's networking. Networking and not just networking, but also people skills in general, because unless you take an online school, which I think would be probably ridiculous if you're doing art school because a lot of it is very hands-on, and I know at a lot of art schools the crafts and the supplies are provided, so you would show up, especially like, think about ceramics, like you're not going to just like do that at home if you don't have a ceramic studio you have to go in for that so I highly suggest doing in-person schooling always I'm an in-person type of person but networking and people skills is a huge huge leg up for any college especially art school everyone there is interested in the art world and that is a huge leg up on community community is huge I talk about this all the time there are previous podcast episodes you can go to to listen if you want to hear more about that but just having a community around you of people who also care about art, who are also looking to make art their career, who are inspired by creative projects, who you can bounce ideas off of. This is a huge leg up. And also you can make friends who are interested in similar things as you, which outside of career is so nice. And so it just feeds your soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just feels good. But these people as well can also recommend you for certain jobs. So even if you're not like friends, friends with somebody, if they know that you were the best in the class at X, Y, and Z, and there happens to be a position open at their company for someone to be doing that type of animation or whatever, they might recommend you. They might hit you up and be like, hey, my work is hiring. Do you want to work here for this and this and this? Because they liked you in class and they know that you're good at what you do and you probably would be interested. So 
meeting people and having people skills is really, really beneficial. Another thing that I will say, I'm sure happens in art school, but for me it happened in college, just in general at university, was having the guts to meet people that you don't know. And by this, I kind of mean like, we had group assignments a lot or I was in some student orgs and you had to meet with people that you have literally never seen before. You don't know what they look like, you don't know what they sound like, and you have to just try to find them like in the library because they're supposed to meet at 3 p.m. And to be able to meet up with them and have the courage to just show up by yourself and meet this stranger is, it's just a skill that I don't feel like a lot of people have is just interacting in person and being just having to wing it, just being unprepared, not being like encountering the unfamiliar when it comes to a social situation. You don't know how that person's going to be. You don't know how they're going to be to work with, etc. That is a very specific soft skill that I think is extremely important for the art world because a lot of times you're showing up to a gallery and you don't know the organizer. You've never met them. You've never even been to this type of event before, but you're just showing up and winging it. And you're not sure who you're supposed to be asking questions to and you need to figure that out so it just gives you a certain level of initiative a certain level of confidence in entering these social situations that may be extremely unfamiliar and college can give you that and it will be extremely useful for you when you get out of college and you enter the career space of art shows and studio visits and etc obviously college is not the only place where you can develop this skill. You can develop this skill at work. You can develop this skill on your own. And that's kind of the thing, right, is none of the things that they teach you in art school are only taught in art school. The point of going to art school is that it speeds things up. You're paying a professor to teach you those tools and tricks, right? You don't have to wait to stumble upon them. You are paying for the experience of being around all of these other creatives, which is an extremely luxurious thing to buy. It's an amazing leg up, right? You want that. So you're pretty much just paying to accelerate your art journey. It's not necessary for the art journey, but it really does accelerate things. And of course, I have never been to art school, so maybe there are some things that are very unique to art school or very unique to specific art schools that you may attend. Because obviously every culture at every university is extremely different. So I'm sure some things are unique. But as far as career and happiness and general fulfillment go, you don't have to go to art school. But it does speed things up. All right, guys. (laughs) Let's get into the downfalls. The downfalls of art school, the first one's very obvious. It's expensive. And like I said before, this is the real reason I did not go to art school myself, because honestly, I really wanted to. I wanted to go to the College of Creative Studies here in Detroit so badly, and they knew it. They sent me letters and postcards in the mail every single week when I was in high school. I even went to a day class for seniors on photography so I could tour the campus, but I decided against it, even though I loved that class and the school was so cute and I just really wanted to go there, right? But I decided against it because I couldn't justify the $26,000 a year tuition, which I'm sure it is much higher now. I have not looked it up again. 
but I just couldn't justify that price tag for a career path I truly felt in my heart was a pipe dream. At this time, I did not think that this was a possibility. I couldn't justify spending that kind of money on a good time. I was not in a confident headspace, obviously. I did not know any working artists, and it was before the era of social media where there were self-made creators in every algorithm. So when I was entering college, it was 2012. Yeah, there was it, the culture was just totally different in the art space, especially online. Nowadays, there's so many beautiful examples of people being successful with their art, successful making it a real career. But at the time, these people were not online, and I did not know any of these people in person. I didn't even have a friend of a friend of a friend who was a successful artist. You know what I'm saying? I was so far removed from that type of situation. I was in an area where most of the people did not have a lot of money and art was more like a luxury. Like people didn't even really have that great of art in their homes unless they DIY'd it, you know? So I was just very far removed from this as a possibility in my life. And especially with social media, it was just cat and food pics and maybe like your family vacation photo dump. I didn't have any examples showing me that I could, so I knew that I could not make enough money to pay that loan back. It was just too expensive and too risky. These days, I might bet on myself a little bit more, but for many, the expense is just too much of a risk. So if this is you, don't feel bad. It was too expensive for me as well. And even when you have a great income already, the monthly payments on that loan add up pretty quickly downfall of going to art school number two it's a bad ROI so ROI meaning return on investment so not only is it expensive because for things that cost a lot of money which expensive is subjective anyways what's expensive to me is maybe not expensive to you and whatever but I don't think that the return on investment is good because say I'm spending $26,000 a year to go there if I know for a fact that when I get out, I'm going to make $500,000 a year, that's a great return on investment. That money that I spent over those four or five years going to art school is going to be totally worth it because the return is going to well exceed the investment that I put in. But college, in my experience and in the experience I've seen in a lot of the people around me, and people I know who have gone to art school, the return on that investment just is not worth it. You end up paying a lot for school, whether out of pocket or through loans, and in career terms, in like art sold or jobs that you get or whatever, you just don't make enough to justify that price tag. The return, it doesn't make it worth it. And I'm going to speculate a little bit on why I think this is, because it's not that artists don't make good money because they do. And it's not that education isn't important and it's not worth the money because it is. I definitely value education and I pay for education. Still to this day, I will take classes, not in like a university setting, but I think paying for education is extremely important and it is valuable. So I'm not trying to talk shit, but I think the problem with it is, is that you're not guaranteed to get a high paying job afterwards because schools don't always teach entrepreneurship. They don't teach the licensing industry. They don't teach the illustration industry, how to get into publishing, anything like that. They don't teach career-related things. So I went to the University of Michigan in Dearborn, and they surely did not teach me enough relevant career info for any career. 
So when you get a degree in English, they're meant to teach you everything about the history of the English language, the prominent writers and movements, how to write in certain formats like sonnets or feature writing. That's the point of the degree, not how to get a job or what the etiquette is in a publishing house or what newsroom slang is. They don't teach you that because it's too career specific. They teach you according to the degree of your literary arts right? It shows that you comprehend what you're reading. It shows that you're a great writer. It doesn't show that you're going to be great at any type of job. So really when employers are looking at that, they don't, they don't look at your art school degree and say, oh my God, you know, she's great at illustration because she got an illustration degree. That's not what they're going to say. What they're going to say is, okay, so she got an illustration degree. She can commit to something for four years straight. That's a plus. And they're immediately going to cut right there and just go to what does your portfolio look like? Because if your style or your skill doesn't match what they need for that specific job, it doesn't fucking matter that you went to art school. See? So, like, really what matters is the portfolio. And because of this, I kind of think that art school is more like a trade than like a white collar situation because what matters the most is can you execute on this job? Can you complete this task? Can you do it well? And do you have proof that you can do it well and you have done it well in the past? Kind of like if you are a home remodeler, what you do is you remodel homes, you take photos of them, you get reviews from happy customers, and that shows other people that you can remodel homes and you're great. Some people require a license if you're doing like commercial work, but if you're doing residential work, people don't give a fuck. They don't care that you have a certificate. They want to see, can you get the job done? And honestly, it's the same for artwork. They want to know, can you get the job done? They don't care that you went to CCS or that you went to anywhere else. That degree only shows that you are committed. It shows that you are serious. And it may be required for certain jobs that are more white collar, I guess. But depending on the career path you're going for, it's just not as relevant as you wish it would be. So when you go to art school, they focus on art. It's called art school, not career school. So the return on your investment can be lacking if you don't seek out this information on your own. Get an internship, maybe volunteer in your chosen field, or take separate classes to learn the tricks of the trade. So if you want to be able to prove, I have done this in the past, I'm capable of doing this, here's an example of me doing it, you may need to look outside of your art school to get that type of experience because they're just not going to do as much career prep as you want them to. Only something like shadowing a job position can give you that experience. Art school is just in in no way, shape, or form going to be able to give you that direct experience. You can, however, because I'm kind of speaking generally here, you can look into what your art school will provide and see do they offer certain career classes, do they have career festivals, Is there some type of career counseling that goes on? Because you can consider this type of information before you commit to an art school and enroll, which I would definitely recommend looking into that before you enroll. But I also would not expect it. I would not expect that at baseline that they're going to provide any career info. So when you graduate from art school, getting a job is entirely up to you. The next downfall of going to art school is maybe a little spicy, but... I have heard multiple times from people who have gone 
to art school, including this one girl I met in Texas, and she went to CCS, which it did make me feel better when she told me this, because <laughs> I've like kind of been bummed my whole life long that I didn't go. But she told me that this happened to her and happened to many people that she went to school with as well. And she's not the only one who's told me that this has happened to her. So it's a little spicy and I don't want to spook people, but I'm going to spook you anyways. Professors will steal your work. In some colleges or in some classes or in some teacher-student dynamic situations, there is often a clause that states your work created in the program can be used for educational purposes or can be used for other purposes in general. So I have heard of people turning in artwork for assignments to their professor and their professor going around and using that and submitting it to like gigs and commission work and assignments that they were assigned personally in their personal life. For instance, a professor, yeah, they teach every Tuesday and Thursday at this watercolor class, but they also do licensing work or commission work for this other company, right? Because a lot of people have side job. Professors don't get paid that much. It's not a surprise. So what they would do is they would assign this assignment, right? Because they knew that in their day job, in their you know, commission work or whatever, they needed to complete this task and they would assign the assignment to their students and then pick the assignment that was turned in that they liked the best and use that as their work. And the worst part about this is in this one girl's experience, it was legal because when you signed the, the program admissions and you sign all the paperwork for admissions, basically it states in there that your work can be used for other purposes if it is created in the context of the classroom for an assignment. I'm not saying that this happens at every art school ever. I also am not one to fear monger. I'm not like a watermark your images on the internet type of girl. I do not do that. But I'm just saying that this is a thing that does happen. And I also have heard it happen, not just in art school, but at the university that I went to as well. There was a teacher who got caught doing this. However, at that university, he did get punished for plagiarism in that sense because it was not written into the admissions or into the college deal at my school. So he did get in trouble for that. So I would just maybe carefully read the paperwork before or carefully read like the program rules or I would just look into that before you jump into an art school because some schools, they will have clauses like that in there that that anywhere can be used. And to you, if it's a surprise, it's going to feel like that professor is stealing from you. But if you go in knowing that that is something that may happen, you're not going to feel as stolen from. Like for instance, I post all my work on Instagram and Instagram definitely uses their images, their texts, their videos to train AI models. And they have been doing that for multiple years now. But I know that and I still willingly post my artwork on that platform. So I don't feel as much like it is theft because I know it and yet I continue to post on there. You see what I'm saying? So I would just do your research, know what type of program you're going into, and maybe just ask the manager of the program, ask like the program coordinator or the administrative people at the school if that is something that goes on so that you can just be aware of it basically. All right, the next 
downfall of going to art school is one that I think is something that you may or may not encounter as well. Just like the previous one, you may or may not encounter it. But I think that before you go, you should keep it in mind so that you can prevent it. The downfall is that rules are ingrained in you that you cannot shake off. It's great to learn the rules first. And after you understand why the rules are the rules, you can choose to break them or make your own. (laughs) So I am a big fan of knowing what the rules are because the rules do serve a purpose, right? When you're learning how to draw, the rules of perspective helps you learn how to make things look real. And then after you discover how to do that, after you learn that, you can be like, okay, I get it, but I want to tweak it a little bit like this to make it more fun right? Because I'm of the opinion that realism is boring and lame. That's just me. But so I would be like, okay, now I, I have accomplished making a perspective drawing. Great. Now, how do I break these rules to make this illustration look more fun? So knowing the rules is important, but don't let them get ingrained in you because then you'll just be, I don't know, kind of like uptight. You don't want to be uptight about the rules. Nobody wants to be a fucking cop. Nobody wants to be a the guy who corrects your grammar in mid-conversation, right? You don't want that because it just sucks. It's a wet blanket vibe. When I took that one elective watercolor class, I had a professor and he was very, he was very uptight. He was very, he painted realism. Literally every single week in the class, we painted a vase of flowers with a little arrangement of knickknacks. Still life. Every single week, over and over. It was so boring and he wanted as close to realism as you could get. He was a stickler about the rules. If he was my only professor in life, I would have maybe been molded into someone who was a stickler about the rules. So there was one rule that I had the hardest time with, and it was in watercolor that you paint your lights before you paint your darks. And this rule of watercolor was a great one to learn. But as soon as I was out of that classroom, I broke it immediately. And honestly, I broke it kind of repeatedly during the class too, because I just fucking hated it a lot. <laughs> I understood the reason though, because you can't cover dark colors using light colors, especially for the transparent watercolor medium. But I was at that point self-taught on acrylics and acrylics cover each other up. You can wait until it dries and make a whole new layer and you'll never see the first painting underneath, right? They completely cover each other up. So I was used to layering no matter what color over what color and it worked out fine. So I had the hardest time focusing and forcing myself to care about the order of my lights and darks when I was used to just going with the flow of what felt like it needed to hit the paper next, right? Oh, I want to shade this side of the vase and oh, these flowers need a little bit more orange or whatever, right? So I would just go with the flow of the painting and I wasn't thinking about doing a layer of lights and then doing a layer of medium tones and then doing a layer of dark tones. Like the professor was honestly just harshing my mellow because I was self-taught prior to that and that rule was not ingrained in me. But without prior exposure to making art on my own terms, I may have taken that rule as gospel and never broken it. To this day, I still use watercolor. What if I still was not breaking that rule, right? So harshing my mellow and creative flow forever without even knowing what a good flow feels like first, like that's what could have happened to me. I could have just been a stick in the mud if that was my first experience painting in general. So I just want to let you know that you should be aware of this when these teachers are critiquing you and things that you don't have to, like, yeah, follow them for the class, right? You want to get a good grade. You want to learn the concept. You want to learn the rule. 
but you don't actually have to stick with those for life. And some limitations and rules do spark creativity, but some also stifle it. The trick is to not have too many rules or to follow too many too closely. (laughs) And it seems like professors want to make you do it, quote unquote, the right way to a fault. That's the point of public critiques and even grading your assignments to see if you're doing it right. Like I said, it's important to know what right is, but to not get stuck in only doing things the right way. Rules are fake. Do whatever you want. All in all, my approach is a middle ground. Take classes that are specific to what you want to learn. So like I said, I do value education and I do take classes. I take mostly business classes these days online. I love online courses. I will buy people's ebooks and PDFs and things like that because they are insanely helpful. So that's the type of education I'm interested in these days. I read a lot of books and I did take that watercolor class and it did force me to practice. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it forced me to practice that watercolor and I do think it made me a better painter in general. I used to pay for Skillshare to learn digital art tips and also finance. And it was only like a hundred bucks a year, which is a really good deal. I did recently unsubscribe because I just wasn't using it anymore. But Skillshare is a great way to learn things as well. There's plenty of resources out there, books, online courses, tutoring on a professional and one-off classes that you don't need to be a college student for. So if you're not sure if you want to jump all the way in and like get a degree, you can also take these one-off classes that are really specific to you and are really tailored to what you want to learn. That's what I truly do recommend because education is important, but you don't need to go full send if you don't feel ready. But you have to know yourself. Will you be motivated to practice if you don't have a structured class to pressure you? If you don't have the deadlines, will you replace TV with educational YouTube videos or will you just binge watch that same rerun again, right? Like, You have to know your habits and your work ethic and your willingness to actually achieve the task in an individual setting without having a professor breathing down your neck, right? Like, do you need that social pressure or not? Like, will you spend time applying for art shows? Will you build your website? Or do you think it'd be easier to rely on connections made at school? So weigh your options. You know, I went to college, but not for art. So my opinions are based on that a lot. It's also based on my experiences and what I've heard other artists say. But I'm also a full-time artist at the same time. So I do have the experience of knowing that you don't have to go to art school because I'm literally living and breathing that right now. But your life is your life and there are definitely some benefits to going. So I would consider it. But my take is do the middle ground. Buy those PDFs, buy those classes online. Maybe take a a little pottery class in your downtown where you live, because I know there's always like that one art studio in those little downtowns. (laughs) You know, there's got to be somewhere to take a class, right? That's not a full send. So I'll just leave you with that for the day, folks. I know I've been a little rambly on this episode. I feel like I had a lot to say. People do ask me about this a lot. And I just have never taken the time to answer because I didn't go to art school. So sometimes I feel not qualified to speak on it. But Honestly, I am qualified to speak on it. So this was the episode. I hope this has been informative for you. If it has been helpful, informative, inspiring, or even entertaining, please leave the podcast a review. It means the world to me.
Remember to trust your gut on this one, guys. And I will talk to you in the next episode of the Carolyn Whitaker Art Podcast. Bye!